Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by Kingdom Strollers. Our premium stroller and crib rentals are delivered straight to your Disney or Orlando area resort. It couldn't be easier. Book yours at KingdomStrollers.com. And Mouse Pros. Let our travel specialists plan your next vacation. Our concierge-level service gives you the perfect hassle-free vacation. Get your free quote from Sean or any of our magical agents at MousePros.com. And now, it's show time! Your attention, please. One show for you to see. One for you and everyone. Oh, look at all the people. Pay attention, it's show time. I am always ready, as you say, to put on the show. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Aloha. Come to the Tiki Room. Get your expialidocious tickets right here. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Enchanted Tiki Talk. This episode is episode number 356, and it's only going to be me and Jess. It seems that Sean had a little bit of an incident with his house. It got struck by lightning. If anyone wants to donate any kind of electronics to him, he's um, definitely willing to take them. It seems that Keith and Matt is also too busy to grace us with their presence. So it's just going to be me and Jess. That's right. You, you get you get stuck with the cool birds this week. Yep. So this is going to be like pretty much a um, miscellaneous. Um, we're going to be talking about news, what's happening this week. And it seems to be a lot of news going on, a lot of changes, a lot of things are coming back. And um, it's going to be pretty exciting. So what's our first topic, Jess? So I figured uh, we just finished uh, the July 4th holiday. And as you may or may, may not know, the July 4th rendition of fireworks has returned actually it was not a july 4th rendition they were just the normal fireworks but it was so good to see the fireworks back in the disney parks um i actually did go back down to magic kingdom and was there july 4th to see happily ever after and uh, it was just great to see fireworks return to the parks um in addition to happily ever after at magic kingdom the Epcot Forever, which was the uh, fill-in fireworks show, has returned over at Epcot until they do release the, the new fireworks spectaculars that they have planned for the 50th. So, yeah, fireworks are back. What do you think? So were you able to catch both of them, Happily Ever After and Epcot Forever, or just the Magic Kingdoms? I was actually only able to catch uh, Happily Ever After at Magic Kingdom. I wasn't able to go over to Epcot just just for the type of trip that we did it was kind of a kind of a quick turn uh we just went down and, and came back for some stuff so yeah oh, okay yeah they must have been pretty yeah. busy you know getting happily ever after back up and epcot forever they didn't, they didn't even decide to um do any kind of special fireworks for fourth of july huh so i'll tell you this though um one of the things that just so we we actually went into the magic kingdom early afternoonish. we did not go for a full day uh, but we had staked our spot out starting at 7 p.m. And the fireworks show did not start till 9.15. But I'll tell you this. It was the most normal feeling I've had inside of a Disney park since 
pre-COVID because you could see people grabbing their spot, just setting down, getting popcorn, getting ice cream, staking that spot, and then everybody waiting. And of course, uh, they they moved you in. Uh, Even the Disney cast members were standing people up and having them fill in all available space. So, you know, it was was almost like the seal that that it sealed everything to, to make you think it's back, you know, you know, things are returning to somewhat to that normalcy. And, 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 you know, part of me is like, you know, I did like not being so crowded <laughs> being there before, but you know, it was super crowded. I'm going to tell you this, it definitely felt like a July 4th in the magic kingdom. So it was crowded, huh? I was, I was going to ask that. Absolutely. It was a pretty big crowd. Okay. It huge. It took us forever to get out. In fact, I went out a different way I've never been out before, and that was we went to the right side of Casey's Corner um, and, you know, back between Crystal Palace and uh, Casey's Corner. They opened up – that's, I guess, where the – the parades end on Main Street behind the fire station. So we walked out that way. Oh, so you went, okay, I've, I've done that before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I've, I've been on the opposite side uh, behind uh, you know, the, you know, the other end. But uh, that was just, uh, was, was crazy. We ended up, because the lines were so long for the monorail, we thought it would be a very, you know, smart thing to walk around the new walking path from uh, Magic Kingdom to Grand Floridian, and we were going to walk that w- all the way to the TTC through Polynesian. But they, we got to Grand, Grand Floridian, Floridian, and the, the pathway was blocked to go to Polynesian for whatever reason, but it, there was no signs. So we had to turn around, go back, get on the monorail, and ended up adding an extra half hour to our trip. So, now, that yeah. was the same path that they opened up when uh, they opened back up during the pandemic, right? When you were leaving they opened up a um, all the way to the right of Main Street. It's kind of like a yeah. backstage area, right? That's, a, where, that's where you exited out? Yes. Okay. That's exactly where we exited out. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. pretty cool. It was nice to be able to see a different part that you really don't see, you know, even though it's you know, it was pretty much just a, an alleyway, but it was nice to be in an area that you usually are not allowed to be in. Right, exactly. You feel you feel special, you know. And they were hurrying us through, so you know, I told my kids to cover their eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was reading they were doing that for Disneyland for um, the Haunted Mansion. They allowed people to go through this like a side door, and they went down the stairs, and they actually decorated it to make it look like you're actually it was part of the ride, not just a um, a, a temporary entrance. But that's pretty cool. I, I kind of like that. I like when they actually let you go backstage it's pretty cool yeah but nice that the fireworks are back um i do miss them not as much as i miss wishes but i guess it's nice to go ahead and to see some normal coming back to the park right see some fireworks you know and i'm looking forward to they did announce that a couple of the holidays are coming back um i don't think they're going to be doing the the holiday tag at the end of the fireworks over at epcot they already announced that but oh, we're getting closer. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you know what goes nice with fireworks over at the Magic Kingdom? What would that be, Jess? Uh, well, there's a couple of things I can think of. Uh, how about a foot-long chili cheese dog from Casey's Corner? <gasps> Casey's Corner. Nice. Yeah. Yes, Casey's Corner is back, and it's open. However, here's what you need to know. 
So Casey's Corner, one of the great things, and I think Sean will tell you this, is one of the great things of bleeding the Magic Kingdom is stopping and getting one of those chili cheese logs or just a normal hot dog on your way out, you know, to end the night. Um, but if you do want a hot dog, you do want to make sure that you get it before 7 p.m. because they are not staying open past 7 p.m. Oh, they're closing early. They're closing early, yes. Oh, I didn't so, that was a that was kind of a problem when we were there. Um, in fact, there were a lot of places, uh, a lot of quick service areas around there. The windows and the carts were, were closed up, and you know that kind of didn't make sense. I mean, of course, they had the popcorn cart off to the left there as you go back toward Adventureland. Um, but you know, there were people having to walk all the way back to either Pinocchio Village House. Um, or, 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 you know, the Friars Milk was closed, so you couldn't go there. Um, you know, Tomorrowland Terrace was closed, so you couldn't go there. I think Pecosville was open, so you could go back to Pecosville and grab something. Um, you know, even the confectionery, which it's under, con- you know, temporary construction, so they, they have a version of it right next door. Um, but even that was closed. So, you know, that was kind of disappointing because we kind of either, you know, when we went, um, you know, Casey's Corner was, you know, we, we were a- able to order before 7 and get it. But, you know, if you wanted it late, you couldn't do that. So just uh, keep that in mind. But the other thing that would have been nice with it, can you guess anything else that might go good with a fireworks show? Fireworks show. Beer. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, you can't get that in the Magic Kingdom unless you sit down <laughs> over at Skipper's Canteen. So. No, I so have no clue, but I have a feeling you're going to tell me. So, here is what go- I believe goes well. is a All-American Sunday from the ice cream, the Main Street Ice Cream Parlor. Um, that is one of our favorite go-to places for a snack. It wasn't open on the 4th. In fact, it opened on July 7th, so it is open again. So um, you can now stop and, and get yourself a sundae or a scoop of ice cream from the Minch, or the Plaza Ice Cream Parlor. And they have a full menu, I'm guessing, right? They have the whole kitchen sink and all that, the small one, the small version. They, uh, no, the full menu wasn't back yet. Uh, so I was looking at this. Um, in fact, um, I, you know, for instance, I think they had the Plaza Sunday, which was like peanut butter and chocolate as well. Okay. That was not on there. Um, and I don't think they had the cookie sandwich. You can't get the cookie ice cream sandwich anymore right now. I mean, I don't know if it'll come back, but, um, but just, you know, that's, it, it's, it's kind of a smaller menu than it was before. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, but, but. Here's a great thing, Brian. If you didn't want to watch the fireworks inside the Magic Kingdom, there's another fantastic place with great food that you could eat at and watch the fireworks. Can you take a guess as to where that might be? Hmm. I would guess... I'm stumped. Maybe, I mean, Tomorrowland Terrace is a good place. Do they have a fireworks dessert party? So how about outside of the Magic Kingdom? If you're wanting to watch Happily Ever After outside of the Magic Kingdom, where would be a good spot for you to oh, watch Oh, my it? favorite place is the Polynesian Beach. Yes. Now, you're in the right area. <laughs> and you, if you wanted to eat something really good while you watch fireworks, where would you go? Oh, man. Where how about Ohana? 
Ohana. Nice. Ohana, yes. Ohana is now open again as of July 10th. Um, now you can go and get your delicious Ohana feast. It's a little different now. Um, they are not... Um, it's not the same like type of skewer service that they had where they brought you just endless chicken, steak, and shrimp on the skewers. It's going to be it's going to be brought to you in a family style service, but um, but a lot of the same things uh, you have. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but uh, at first they weren't going to bring back the noodles from Ohana, and uh, the Disney community spoke, and uh, then they brought back the noodles. Yeah, so, I heard about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, Ohana is another great place uh, that you know it's, it has been a fam- family favorite of ours. Um, and uh, yeah, if you if you time your dinner right, you can watch the fireworks from inside Ohana because you look directly out to the Magic Kingdom and you can see the fireworks. And they actually dim the lights and pipe in the music from Happily Ever After. So yeah, there you go. So what else see- is going on? Oh man. So how about I heard that the um. Taste of Epcot is going to be starting pretty soon. Yes. Yes. So the Taste of Epcot International Food and Wine Festival is coming back. Um, it's crazy. It's it's going to be here this Thursday, July 15th. That's a little early, don't you think? Yeah, it, yeah, it does seem kind of early. Yeah, but it's a, it, very early. Yeah, usually that's a fall festival. And, you know, we're going to be in the dog days of summer there in Orlando. So uh, that's going to go on for quite a while, actually. I mean, if they if they run it like they have in the past, I mean, usually the food and wine festival runs through till you know mid November, right? Yeah, this is going to be a, uh, a a two month festival. They're saying so only two. so only two because don't they usually do the uh, the run Disney um, food and wine? Uh, uh, it's like the Dine and Dash or Dine and something. I don't run, so I don't know. So, I don't know. Go. I know that they did, <laughs> they did just announced that Run Disney's coming back. Yeah. That's yeah, a... Run Disney events. Uh, you know, I've seen people signing up for those. And I do need to get motivated because I'd like to do that. But yeah, uh, so the, the Taste of Epcot's uh, food and, International Food and Wine uh, Festival will be back. And and that's usually a very wonderful thing. Uh, a lot of different great foods at the Food and Wine Festival, um, entertainment. You know, hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping we're going to start to see some more entertainment come in, or if they're just going to keep, you know, n- nothing wrong with the jammers and nothing wrong with uh, the um, the Mariachi Cobra. What they reformed their band, and I'm I, the name of it's blank. I'm, it's blanking in my mind right now. But uh, they, they've been performing at the American Pavilions uh, Theater uh, over there. Um, and that's, you know, I hope, um, you know, I hope, hope we see some, some more entertainment come. Because I know that was one of the great draws of the, the uh, Food and Wine Festival was the weekly musical guests that would come in. So, yeah. Yeah, it looks like the Food and Wine Festival is running until November 20th. I don't know why I read two months, but yeah, from July 15th to November 20th. Four months almost. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Four yeah, months. it's going to be 32 food booths. That's going to be a, an episode by itself, just to talk about all the food that's going to be released. I can't wait. To, that's my favorite part about going to food festivals, even going to, um, to Epcot. It just comes down to, they always have a festival, a food festival in somewhat way, and... Uh, 
people ask me where's the best place to get Epcot, I just say just walk World Showcase and just attack the kiosks, try different things here and there. It could become expensive, but you know, it's it's small portions. You could try new things. If you don't like it, pass it along to your friend and try something else. That's that's a big thing between uh, my family. We don't spend any money on sit down. Absolutely, it's all about the food during the festival. Absolutely, yes. Um, I we definitely like to do that walk, snack, and drink type of uh, approach to Epcot, you know. But food and wine, you know, usually is is very good in terms of the the food offerings. I think that you see a lot of different offerings at the different festivals throughout the year. But I think the food is the attraction for this festival, um, and and I definitely think that hopefully you know you'll see that the the best food offerings here at this festival so it'll be interesting to see um i can't wait to get down and try it myself so. yeah there's gonna be a bunch of celebrity chefs still and also yeah there is gonna be eat to the beat the lineup is being populated but um i'm not sure if they're did they announce anything yet i don't see anything that's being announced yet for a, a concert lineup at the moment Right. No, right I, now I haven't seen anything come on in that, and, and and that I think a lot of people, that's what they're um they're waiting for. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that. Then. And a big thing that people are now talking about is the new early entry and the evening entries have come back, but in a different way. So it seems like early entry seems to be for all resorts. Am I correct on that? And then when it comes down to evening entries, it would be for only deluxe villas and up. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, so early, early, the extra magic hours, as they used to call them, are, you know, mm-hmm. which could could have been an extra magic hour in a morning or an extra magic hour at the evening. Those are no longer happening. Uh, they are gone. Um, this uh, is going to replace the morning. Uh, so all four theme parks are going to offer the early park entry at 30 minutes, not an hour. So that's why I think they've renamed it. Because you can't really have an extra magic hour if it's uh, only half an hour. <laughs> that's true. So, so it's going to be an early park admission uh, or only for Disney Resort guests. And that will include like the official... Uh, you know the Disney World official Good Neighbor resorts uh, in like like Swampland and Dolphin, but you will need to be in, on property if you want to take advantage of that extra thirty minutes. And, and and you know, to be honest, you can really get a lot done in the first half hour. You know, getting into the park um, and uh, you know, depending on which park you're you're heading to. Um, I, I think that that will be a great benefit and not just to have everybody go to one park so it spreads out, you know? Um, yeah, you can definitely go ahead and beat the crowd, get, at least get on a line to, you know, one of the rides that yeah. always has has a, a, like a 40-minute to a two-hour wait, just hop on a line yeah. at first and then enjoy the rest of your day. Absolutely. Pandora, you know, the world of Avatar, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to be a great, uh, you know, Slinky Dog Dash or Hollywood Studios. You know, uh, Epcot. You've got you know people are going to head to a couple different rides: Test Track or Frozen, or right now probably coming up in October first when these are available, it's going to be Ratatouille's uh, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. So, um, yep. But let's talk about that other extended, exclusive extended evening hours. Who are those for? 
those are for the people with the moolah, with the, the money. The moolah. I could afford <laughs> that could afford the deluxe villas <laughs> or DVC also. That's right. You know, the privileged people who have DVC and <laughs> you know, I, I only say privileged because I have DVC. And Jess has DVC, so that's right. But that's you know. Right. Um, but definitely, you know, I, I guess they want to really offer this to the deluxe and up to try to draw more people to take advantage of the, the bigger resorts. Right. And also, you know, if you can't afford that, we always recommend looking to DBC renting, rent yeah. points, and that'll actually get you the extra afternoon hours. It is upsetting about, you know, if you can't go ahead and accommodate all guests. You know, even if you have to do a value, Disney's becoming a very, very expensive vacation, unfortunately. And uh, prices aren't going down, and the perks are going away for a lot of people. Right. So they are, I feel like they are kind of favoring the middle, upper class, as you want to call it. Even though, you know, not middle class, upper class, because those those deluxe rooms could run to $500, $600, $700, $800 a night. You know, right. if you get a good deal, that's great, but you're looking at, is it worth it? Is it worth spending so much money for an extra hour, two hours at night? Because we are losing a lot of things when it comes down to deluxe, but that's a whole yep. different discussion of when it comes down to like, you know, Magical Express to dining plans is coming back also. Yeah, yeah, you're, I think you make a valid point. I mean, there's, you know, we're, we're the, the different levels of different, um, benefits and perks uh, that you have there and 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 this is probably what i would say you know like i it in some way i think it's good though that they are giving that perk for the amount of money that they charge for some of those deluxe rewards i mean i don't know if you've seen it but some i mean the polynesian just a standard room in in may of next year i was just looking at pricing it's like 699 dollars a night yeah. That is That's unbelievable. True. Now, this is where I would say maybe you could cheat the system a little bit. Um, if you don't want to stay your entire stay at a deluxe resort, but you want to take advantage of some extended hours in, say, Magic Kingdom or Hollywood Studios, my advice would be rent, just do not rent, uh, buy one night in one of the resorts because. It's going to be valid for the day you check in and the day you check out. So That's true. So one day, one night will get you two days of that extended. And you see right now, you know in the past what the, uh, the after hours events were charging for tickets. Um, you know, if you think about that, I mean, you know, what people were paying for that you know times four then you start that starts to add up um whereas you wouldn't have to have separate admission for this so um you know i think that that might change how you look at it even if you don't stay your an entire five day or six days at a deluxe resort you could actually just do it you know part of the time so yeah, um, yeah the, the extra hours does give you a couple of extra hours. It doesn't give you the perks as an after hours, as what I mean by that is a lot of these after hour events offer free soft drinks, free snacks, possibly a smaller capacity of our guests, which I'm, I'm still not seeing since they um, Boo Bash went on sale twice. Not really went on sale, they were they were available, they sold out, and then more tickets were available. That was kind of like really shady (laughs) where it was supposed to be a very limited so but all i was saying is yeah if you get two rooms you know you do get the 
if you do get a room, you do get the extra hours, it's nice. But if you don't want to, if you can't spend the money on that, there are uh, after hour events. Mm-hmm. But then again, you're looking at about $200 a person. And if you have a family of four, that's way over the price of a room. So right. consider that too. Yeah, it's a good tip. So speaking of after hours events, uh, Disney just announced uh, that they're going to be doing a Christmas version of the after hours events, just kind of like what they did with Boobash. Um, mm-hmm. They have not released any tickets information but i think that there's only going to be a limited number of dates is that correct there are yeah it is and they're out i think it's actually gonna end before christmas i think it's, the last day is december 21st where well they actually did do the same thing for very merry christmas it just they included everything for christmas day if i'm correct right right, right? yeah so unlike Boobash, which is two hours, I'm pretty sure that the Christmas party is going to be three hours. Yeah. Yep. It's going to be an extra hour. Not sure if that was changed when people started complaining about the two hours for the price. You know, but then again, we haven't seen the prices yet. Could be a lot more money, too. They do an amazing job for Christmas. So hopefully we'll see a Christmas parade, maybe. Uh, any kind of special fireworks or at least a projection show, because we're not getting that for Halloween. Yeah. But yeah. But it's yeah. nice to see things are coming back. It's really nice. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, it's it's encouraging uh, to have that come back. So. Um, Any more topics? I think I think we'd be amiss a if we didn't talk about uh, some other news that has had a lot of the Disney World buzzing and the, the Twitters and the, the Snapchats for all you youngsters out there. And uh, those of you that are using whatever platform, you may have seen that Disneyland Paris, they've off, they're starting to do what's called a Premier Pass uh, in place of the Fast Pass system, which is a paid per ride line skip. So I, you know, it's funny to see a lot of those thoughts because a lot of people started saying, hey, hey, is that what they're going to do over here at Walt Disney World? And uh, I think, you know, obviously this is all speculation. Um, We don't know, but what do you think? I mean, let's just have some fun with this for a minute. Do you think that Disney World is going to offer something kind of like that? I think so. I think they're definitely going to be moving away from the free fast passes and offer something paid. It's going to be hard just because we do have four parks in Disney World. I guess it really doesn't make a difference anyway. You're, if you if they're going to keep park reservations for at least another year, how how the how they're talking, then yeah, they can go ahead and do this. The pricing for the Disneyland Paris is around nine dollars to eighteen dollars per person per ride. Wow, that's that's crazy. That that's a pretty high price for somebody who wants to go ahead and just get a fast pass to go on a ride. You know, if you don't want to wait online, that's I could see that being for I guess nine nine dollars for maybe a um, a haunted mansion to eighteen dollars maybe for a uh, a Pandora you know flight of passage. You know, I'm going by Disneyland prices, Disneyland Paris prices. It, it could be different. You never know. Maybe we'll get the the Max Pass. What they're offering, uh, what they were offering over at Disneyland in right. California. Right. right. You know, maybe it'll be like a package deal. Even though now Disneyland Paris is fully owned by the Disney company, mm-hmm. um, in the past it wasn't, now it's fully. We could start seeing the same thing around here, unfortunately. Right. 
I love the fast passes. It's just the stress of setting them up and making sure that you you get what you want. You have to kind of kind of like the rearrange your schedule. It, a Disneyland vacation is more of a job than a vacation. Making sure you got your your dining reservations. Make sure you have your fast pass reservations. Now it's like make sure you have your park reservations and such a. It, it could become a very tedious um, trip at the beginning, but once you have, once you're there, you're having a great time. I really could think that they'll offer some kind of package. Like I said, it comes down to four parks and having to pay $18 a ride per fast pass just seems outrageous. I agree with you. Um, I, I think that that's and I, I, I hope, you know, that if it is a paid system, it's not a per ride thing. I really do. Um, but I think it's coming. I think I think you're going to see something, um, you know. Look, Universal down the road, they they did Express Pass as a paid system not too long ago, and people lost their mind about it. Uh, but you know, and then they made it free for people staying at a deluxe resort or their deluxe resorts. They only have three of them. Um, but I think that, in a way, um, you know, you know, I guess the point of it would be to say, okay, hey, you know, if Maybe they're going to do something where it's it's different than Fast Pass uh, for free, but then they'll do like a, an actual Fast Pass for people that pay for it. Who knows? I mean, you know, there's it, they could come out tomorrow and just say, you know, we're we're going to an all virtual line system. You know, everything's going to be virtual, or they could come out and say, all right, um, it's going to be fifty dollars per park. You know. Um, you know, something like that. Uh, w- you know, Max Pass. Um, actually, I got to use Max Pass for when I went to Disneyland, and I loved it. Um, you know, because they still use the old paper ticketed Fast Pass systems. Um, you know, prior to COVID, and um, you know, instead of running back to get your paper pass, you really just got in the park, opened up your app, and then you know, made your Fast Pass selection right there. And then you know, after you've met your window of time, you can make your next one. Um, but and it was great because it also included photo pass um, out there. Um, so um, I don't think that that's going to happen at Walt Disney World because they're charging $169 for a memory maker part in advance, 199 at the gate. So um, that might not happen. But yeah, definitely I uh, think we're going to see something coming down the pipe about that and uh, get my ear to the ground. Um, so you had mentioned this earlier, something else um, that, uh, you know, we just briefly touched on, but the dining plan, they did say that the dining plan is going to return. However, there are no details as to when it's going to return uh, or what it's going to return like, if it's going to be like it was prior or if they're going to have a different setup altogether. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, are you a dining plan person or do you kind of just wing it? So I'm going to be honest. I, so I, I'm, I'm one of these guys that tries to cheat the system any way I can to get the best for my money and not cheat in a bad way, but kind of make it work. So for instance, um, what we would do, um, you know, cause we are DVC, but we also stay, you know, on cash too. We don't, we, I mean, we pay for rooms like everybody else. Um, cause we don't have an unlimited number of points. So what we would do is we would rent a night at DVC and buy the dining plan for that night. And if you remember on their dining plan for Disney, um, the dining credits were good for the entire length of your stay, including till midnight of the day you check out. So what we did is we would actually 
buy the deluxe dining plan for one day, just one day, um, because we were only there for a night. And then we would spread that out and over the two day time. So we would have, each of us would have three entire tables, like full meal credits to use. So we did a breakfast uh, or we would do like a lunch or dinner. Um, and then we would also credit share too. I don't know if you know about this, but like at the restaurant, we wouldn't all order <laughs> something to eat for lunch. So we would spread this out over five meals um, to get our uh, money's worth. So it really did come out because we ended up doing two. We did uh, sh- not Chef Mickey's. Uh, we did, a, I think, so I know we did Ohana. We did Yak and Yeti for lunch. That's where we did credit share. Uh, then we did the we did credit share the next day at Magic Kingdom at the uh, uh, Gaston's not Gaston's um, the be our guest restaurant back when you could do lunch okay. as a quick service because that was a great use of your credit and then we did that night we did the new um, s- story artist point uh, story some storybook dining uh, with uh, Snow White and the Evil Queen and the Dwarfs. Um, so we, yeah, we got five meals off of our one day of deluxe dining and we, I added it up and it was like several hundreds of dollars of savings versus out of pocket the way we did it. So, uh, that's just my little insider tip. Uh, you know, if you have split stay, so, cause you just, so people out there listening know you can't just buy the dining plan or you couldn't now who knows future state you couldn't just buy the dining plan for one day if you were staying five nights on a reservation it had to be for every night of the reservation and every person in the room that's why it worked for us because we'd do one night on points on a reservation and then we might buy the other nights on cash or how to because you could buy the dining plan split on reservation so just keep that in mind so yeah okay or how about you i I'm not a Dynamite plan, plan person. Um, when I went, maybe like 10 years ago, I did it, but there was so much. It was so much more different when it came down to like appetizers, appetizers being included. Also, I think the gratuity was included. It was a lot more affordable, and it just started dwindling down to being that we spent most of our time sitting in Eden than enjoying the park. So one year we're kind of like, you know what? Let's just not buy a dining plan and let's see how much we actually saved so that one time we didn't buy i kept a tally of every purchase and when you have a dining plan a lot of people think you know and a lot of people especially their first time they want to have a character breakfast and then they want to have a a sit-down lunch and then they want to have a sit-down dinner and then they have the snacks and then they kind of like keep going on and on but you have to look at it as you're spending most of your time eating Absolutely. You're, yeah. you're sitting down, spending most of your time. Sure, you eat breakfast at nine o'clock, an hour, an hour and a half. Then you're an hour later, you have lunch, and then a couple of hours later, you have dinner. So you're sitting. And do you really eat that much every single day? Right. You know, maybe you right. do. You know, I'm not judging anybody, but for me, I'm fine with just stopping at a Starbucks and just getting a coffee and a small sandwich, and then. I could just go to, for lunch, I'll stop and get something small, and then for dinner, I'll, if I'm at Epcot, I'll do the World show, show place, the show, uh, Showcase, or uh, Magic Kingdom, I love cases, I love the corn dog nugget, nuggets, I'll have that, I'll go over to um, 
Columbia Harbor House and get the food there. It's one of my favorite quick stops. Mm -hmm. So, no, I, I did the whole thing. We, we I came back, I tallied it all up, and we saved a lot of money by not doing it. Just right. because we didn't feel obligated, we had to use it. Right. And so that's why I, if anybody ever asked me, like, is it worth it? Is it worth it? I think that's the most objective question in one of the, mm -hmm. it, it, for, for people going to Walt Disney World is you can't really say yes for everybody. Yeah. And you can't say no for everybody because, uh, for instance, uh, my wife's 82 year old uncle goes to Walt Disney World every year and he loves to dine at the fine dining places. He loves California Grill. He loves Narcoosies. He loves so for him the Disney dining plan makes sense because oh, you know he's going to sit down and take his time because you know he's been to the park every year for the last, since it opened. I mean he was there at the he was part of the 50th anniversary or part of the opening day celebration. Um, he actually has a mouse for by the way. Um, he's probably the only person I know personally that has a mouser, um, you know, because he performed in the opening day celebration uh, that they did on oh, TV. Nice. Uh, but um, the point being is, is it does vary by family. It does vary by time. But I like, again, my little hack. I like doing something like that because we know we want to eat at Ohana. We know we wanted to do that character meal. We knew we wanted to go to be our guest. So we just took advantage of doing something like that because you also got the resort mugs too for the entire length of the stay. So they were good for the rest of the time. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a numbers person and I am like you. I think you can do it either way. Like if you're going to do the dining plan, it does not make sense to order the smaller stuff on the menu. And that's the problem a lot of people have is you know, you know, if I if you don't normally eat that much, then you're you feel obligated to order that big giant thing, or you feel obligated to to, to eat the appetizer and the dessert. Um, so yeah. I, I get that, and I'm hoping that whatever they do, and of course Disney, if you're listening to this, which I know you do every week, um, I hope that you will make it flexible to where you don't have to buy it for every day of the stay, and you don't have to buy it for everybody in the room. Um, now, I know probably the everybody in the room thing is always going to be a staple because then you'll have people like me who do the credit share stuff. So, um, yeah, so that's just, uh, I get it. Um, yeah, I have yeah. a friend who um, is really big on going to Disney just for the food, and they do the dining, dining, dining plan. I actually suggested not to do it one year. They're like, you know what, we always make out. We always make out. And I agree. I mean, if, if you could go ahead and spread it out and you were, you're a big you know, restaurant eater, if you want to go to get seafood, if you want to use it, all these, you know, expensive restaurants and go for it. For me, I'm very simple. I'm good with uh, the macaroni and cheese and also the, the lobster rolls over at the Columbia Harbor House or the Casey's corn dog nuggets and all yeah. that. So yep. I'm simple. So yeah, for me to go ahead and do the dining plan, I'll just lose money. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, and, and that's, yeah, so hopefully we get that back, um, you know, but hopefully it's a different way and maybe can make more financial sense for a lot of people instead of it being the old dining plan way. Who, who knows? So maybe it'll be included yeah, so, with your fast pass. So. Yeah, so if anybody's listening and they have any questions and, you know, if you want to hear an episode about how to save money and a nice, uh, I think we already did an episode about how to do Disney on a budget, but if you want to hear an updated version, please drop us a message, send us an email, and we're, we'll be happy to do that. You know, there's always things changing. Uh, any suggestions? You're welcome to go ahead and email us. 
Yeah, that's right. I, I think uh, I think you can buy tickets from Keith in the back alleyway, and he'll be wearing a trench coat. You know, so mm-hmm. you know, discounted tickets. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, um, any more topics we got? Uh, no. And that, well, I mean, look, I could talk about it all day long, but I don't think there's anything else that we can uh, solve problem-wise tonight for Disney. What do you think? No, that's pretty much it. We can only save the world one day at a time. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right, sir. Yep. Alright, well, that's all then. That's going to do it for this week. First, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Kingdom Strollers. Get your premium stroller and curb rentals at kingdomstroller.com. But the vacation experts at mousepros.com help you plan your next Disney vacation. Don't forget to check out our store at redbubble, redbubble.com slash Tiki Talk Podcast. And you could contact us on social media. You can find us at Facebook, Enchanted Tiki Talk, Instagram, and Twitter at Tiki Talk Podcast. You can leave us a message on our Tiki Hotline, 256-4MY-TIKI or 256-469-8454. If you enjoyed the show, please take some time to rate us on iTunes. All right, Alan, take us away. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith, I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha.